This is Katie. And this is Travis. And you're listening to Columbus Cares. here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we're just going to dive right into it, if you're okay with that, Amber. Yeah. Works for me. Where are you from? Columbus. Yeah? Columbus yeah. proper, huh? Columbus proper. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. suburbs. No suburbs. No suburbs. No. We don't like the suburbs. No. no. <laughs> we're in the suburbs. As we're in the suburbs now. Don't tell anyone. No, this is filmed downtown, okay? Yes. We have a fancy office. Yes, yes. Whereabouts in Columbus? Um, I was a foster kid, so I kind of was all over the city of Columbus. Okay. And in some suburbs. What was that like? Um, it was interesting. So I was a foster kid a few years ago. <laughs> I know, I was like, I was like 10 years ago. And then I'm like, oh no, that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> um, and so it, a lot of it has changed. They, they had very much had like a group home model when I was a foster kid. And now they've really, really geared towards like actually placing kids inside of families. Okay. Um, and so there are definitely like, there are definitely like difficulties with that, um, I'm very anti-group home, very anti-institutionalizing mm-hmm. um, uh, kids, and I would say a lot of that probably is from my childhood. Um, but yeah, foster foster care was a very interesting, very interesting way to grow up. You get to see a lot, <laughs> do a lot, I suppose, in different ways for better or for worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did that impact you think your your amount that you care and what you care about through life? Yeah, I think you can only live, like, once you've lived through trauma and once you've lived through, like, really hard things, you don't have, I guess you do, you have the option not to care, right? I feel like there's kind of, like, you can go one of two ways. You can either be super resilient and, and empathetic, or you can just be, like, a cow's asshole. And, like, or you like us. Yeah, and, and yeah, so those it. are your choices right and so um but with like being empathetic and actually caring it take it does take a lot of work and it takes like it takes like a lot of like getting to getting to re-know yourself okay yeah and then we went to college did we go to college we did yeah. we did we did barely okay. i don't know sometimes i like question i, um, I technically enrolled i technically but... no i i did i went to nursing school um somehow past that um i'm very naturally gifted like with my hands um but book smarts and like test taking were just definitely not my gig um nursing is a lot of test taking okay. um so tons and tons of studying and like and somehow past um past nursing school but yes i did so nothing about candles yet. No, no. no. <laughs> that's that's a different story. That's, different. <laughs> that's a story that's on its way. Yeah, I, and the funny part is I don't even like candles at all. Everybody's like, "What are you burning in your home?" I'm like, "Nothing." Unless, <laughs> unless we're testing, or like I will periodically like just grab one off the shelf at random and like take it home to like do a quality test on. Oh, so they're asking, "What are you burning in your home?" Because yeah. they think you are. They think a, I like love candles. So yeah, you must I don't have even like oh, candles. Yeah. But it no. would be oh. a really cliche story if she was like, well, I was a foster kid and, like, I learned to make candles as a hot... Like, I lived nope. with the candle maker. <laughs> no, not nope. at all. <laughs> it was the cheapest company to start. I googled cheapest company to start and it was a candle company. I thought, well, that works for me. Okay. <laughs> Little did I know it was a consumable, which really helps with sales. And, uh, <laughs> like, there's all these things that have really helped me out along the way, but, yeah, I had no clue. So we kind of... So we're, we'll backtrack. We kind of sure. went to college... 
was it? No, I definitely went to go. I, I was definitely like, passed. Kind of, I definitely have a nursing license. I definitely have, have a nursing yeah. license, yes. Like, I, I am licensed. Like, yes, I, I am licensed. Um, <laughs> I Why the, nursing? Like, why was that the choice? Uh, yeah, with? so I saw a sign that said, like, become a nurse in 16 months. And I was like, mm, I think I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could tell you my decisions were a little bit more calculated. Than <laughs> like, they are now. They weren't always. That's um, about how I became a hairstylist. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's a billboard. And that looks like fun. I'm going to give that a whirl because I hate college. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and then I, I actually ended up really loving it. Um, and then ended up traveling overseas doing medical mission trips because that's what, what you do when you're not for sure what to do with your life. Yeah. Um, and then that landed me in Ethiopia. Okay. Um, which is where I fell in love with a little girl named Mulu. Um, and then she just kind of radically changed my life and I, I mean, I could keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what point you want me to. Tell yeah. Her, so yeah. she just, uh, she Mulu? kind of, yeah, Mulu, Mulu which okay. means to be made complete, um, which is really interesting because in many ways that's, that's kind of what she's done to my life. And so, um, I, so I went over there and I fell in love with her and fell in love with her community and her culture and just kept going back over to see her over and over and over again. And, um, the community elders were like, we really need your help. And I'm like, mm, I'm okay. Thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like to come and play with my babies and go home. And I ran medical mission trips over there. So I did do like good stuff. And, um, I watched a man take a deworming pill with dirty water and knew that medical, I couldn't do any more medical trips. That wasn't sustainable. That was, we were just literally throwing away thousands of dollars. Um, not that we didn't help people. We for sure did. And so kind of looking at that and they were like, we really need your help. We really need your help. We really need your help. And I was like, uh, I don't really want to give up my life. Right. Like I (laughs) just kind of like got myself together and like, you know, was just barely like getting myself through life. And I was like, I'm good. I don't really feel like I want to like give up everything that I've worked really hard for to, to do this. Um, and, and had, you know, had tried to figure out how to adopt her and it's really complicated over there. And, um, and so then finally kind of settled on, okay, if, if I can't bring her home, then, then I need to do something to improve her life over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I viewed myself as her mother. Um, and, and so the right thing to do was if she's not here, then to improve her life over there. Um, and so we began to work over there and, and realized that there were a lot of women without work. Um, and so we opened up a co-op, um, and a mill and worked with some local nonprofits over there and took kids out of foster care and, or I'm sorry, out of the orphanage and off of the streets and put them into foster care. So we started a foster care program within our community that eventually raised our, almost our entire community up out of poverty. In, in Ethiopia? In Ethiopia. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it was kind of like looking at the Ethiopians and saying like, look, you've got to chip in too. Right? We, yeah. We've got skin in the game. You have to have skin in the game. And really just building this community aspect so that these kids had some place to go. But while we were doing that, we were raising up everybody else in the community up out of poverty as well. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of like the short of how we got like into Ethiopia. Then I came back to Columbus and I had this like burning desire to still really kind of do something here. So, and how old, was this right after college? What no, happened? no, this was too, <laughs> well, Ethiopia, I've been going to Ethiopia now for Four years, five years. Okay. It's so hard to keep track. I'm like, it feels like a million. <laughs> you, you feels like a million. I mean, I've, and I've gone like a gajillion times. So that like it starts to add up, and you're like, so was that was that my like fifth time? No. I've, How I've, often were you going? Was it like every I was couple going months? about every. I was going about four times a year for the wow. first couple of years. And, and how then, long would you be there? Uh, 10 to 14 days. Okay. Wow. Um, and then um, the company started two years ago. We just turned two. And it's like a struggle to get there twice a year now. because Just because there's so many other like things. The candle company. The candle company. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I really saw like um, coming back, I was like, well, um, 
you know, we should probably do something here in the States, right? Like, we should we should really give back to, like, in our very own community. And so I was really kind of struggling with it and wrestling with it. And so I, you know, Googled cheapest, or I Googled Columbus, Ohio's biggest social issue. I think were the, were the, were the words I put into Google. It's 3 a.m., you know, you can't sleep. What are you, what are you <laughs> yeah, going to do, right? I'm either Googling, like, how tall was Jesus? Like, how many, <laughs> how many moon pies do I weigh? Like, I'm always, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always, like, yes. and then I was, like, you know, I should probably Google something that's, like, pretty important. So I was, like, look at how big a social issue, right? After you get through, like, all of that. Yeah. How long was Jesus' hair? What kind of conditioner did he use? You know, the basic 3 a.m. Really Googles, right? Things. Um, and so I Googled Columbus, Ohio's biggest social issue, and it was... Um, Human trafficking. And I, like, deleted it. And I thought, okay, I asked that incorrectly. Okay. <laughs> Mom Google, tell me, like, what is, what's, like, what's the thing that's plaguing our city? Human trafficking. And I thought, well, that's absolutely absurd and not true. And I just began to read on it and read on it and read on it. And I saw that, sure enough, we were a huge hub for human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, that's, like, that's absurd. Like, our city cannot be known for human trafficking. And 50% of foster kids that enter into foster care will be trafficked. 50%. Wow. What? Right? Is it here in Columbus? Here in Columbus. Okay. Yeah, which isn't shocking. I mean, like, uh, like looking back on, on life and everything, I like, that's not shocking at all. And I begin to realize that we are in an opiate epidemic, right? Like, mm-hmm. if we don't know that, listeners, please be educated. Like, we're in an actual epidemic as a city. Like, yeah. this is not yeah. good. Um, and so where drugs go, people follow because I can sell you drugs one time, but I can sell you Katie ten times. And so yeah. in a night. Right? And yeah. so the return on investment, right, if we're going to go and talk business, the return on investment for Katie is much greater than than these opiates. But because I now have you addicted to the opiates and I have Katie addicted to the opiates, just get you addicted and just feed you a little bit of drugs and then it's just this, right? And so I begin to, like, really look at and learn what is human trafficking, right? So 50% of people in foster care in Columbus get human trafficking. Correct. Okay. And what is the definition? Fifty percent of women. I'm sorry. Of, of women. Girls. Okay. Of girls. Yeah. And the so the definition of human trafficking is is a really interesting one. But the best way and kind of what we focus on more is sex trafficking. Um. And uh, human trafficking obviously could be labor trafficking. Mm-hmm. It could be you know there's there's a whole bunch of different uh, different ways to traffic humans. Right. Okay. Pretty much any way that any which way that you can fathom. We, when I hear it, I think of like taken. You know, where they sure. literally kidnap someone. Yeah. And, and that's a great movie. And I, I love that people, like, know about that. But that's actually not what it looks like. Okay. Um, so a lot of it, like? yeah. what it looks like is is young girls who still live at home with their parents who are being trafficked through Snapchat and Instagram and all these different things and are going and performing these acts and then going back home and living. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. That's yeah. where we're at right now. And so, and people are like, well, how is that even possible? Well, because if we just started kidnapping a bunch of kids, they'd shut it down real quick. Yeah. Right? These people yeah. aren't stupid. Right? The signs that say, like, modeling, you know, call this number. So if I'm like, a, let's go back to Amber and foster care. I'm 15, 16 years old. I'm tired of being bounced around from house to house to house. I think I can get a career in modeling and I call this phone number and then boom, I'm gone. Right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's that easy. I'm a girl at home, and I have parents that are that are distracted by their cell phones or that are, you know, not really available or whatever, and I'm on Instagram, and somebody sends me a message, a, direct, a DM or whatever these things are. I didn't even know about those until recently. A direct, a, a direct message. message. Yeah. Like, there's, like, all of these inside my mailbox, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm um, so sorry. I'm so glad mine snuck through. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, and this is, and this is the thing about communication is that, 
when uh, what I've learned about I usually have on average about seventy to one hundred and fifteen unread text messages. Um, I don't do the Facebook Messenger thing. I, 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 there's just so many ways to communicate with people anymore that I'm like, I can't keep up. No. Um, and so, but because there's so many ways to communicate with people, pe- but a lot of parents don't know how, all these different ways that you can be, the kids can be communicated with. Like Snapchat, you can do like little, Snapchat is so beyond my ability to understand. Um, a lot of it disappears. Yes. And then there's, like, folders that look like your camera that, like, once you click it, like, is, like, this whole other secret compartment, like, into your phone. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you're a parent and you're, like, oh, I'm checking my kid's phone, but, like, you're not really, like, checking. They have two cameras. Are you, I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then they begin to manipulate these girls. Or they buy their love and affection because we're so deprived as 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 a world, right? So we're scrolling through our Instagram feeds. And the more we scroll, the more worthless that we feel. The more that we're on Facebook, the more worthless that we feel. And so by the time that you get done with that, and I would not want to be a teenager right now at all but the time you get done with that you feel absolutely worthless and then somebody's going to give you this this love and affection and all these different things you're going to gobble that up in a second right and so it's these women it's these girls who are in these really vulnerable spots even if they come from a good family even if they and so that these people know how to pry on them and they groom them and they and they know exactly they keep them really pretty right so we think human trafficking oh it's somebody down on parsons avenue with track marks all up and down her arms and no teeth no. Yes, that is yes. the face of human trafficking. For sure it is. But a bigger face of human trafficking right now is a really beautiful girl that's well-kept. So how many um, young boys or girls are in homes that aren't foster care and the parents just are totally oblivious that stuff like this is happening? Majority. Majority, okay. Yep, the majority. How, so what, what, do you, what do you do? How do you help? Right? So you start to do, what, you start to do exactly what you're doing right now. Oh, so you go, Googling what? Things what the? Right? And then you realize that this is a huge, it, there are more people enslaved right now in the world than there have ever been in the history of our world. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. How yes. have we advanced so far and yet we have more people enslaved now than ever in the history of this world? And so when you begin, right? So you're, Travis, you're kind of like, Whoa, what do you do, right? So I did the same thing. Holy cow. Right. And so I kind of looked at it. If we were to become a generation that goes from raped to redeemed. Right. I have to look at it in lanes. Right. So if the starting point is that she was once raped and the end point is that she's is that she's redeemed and redeemed can mean a bunch of different things. But for for me, it was like for her to be like she's good and she's and she's stable and she's all these different things and she's not dependent upon somebody so what does it look like to go from raped to to redeemed and i looked at it in lanes and so there's like housing right and then there's detox and then there's all these different things and i kept going through these lanes and like researching and researching and researching and the thing about me is like once i want to learn something like it, I just, it, I will read 85 books, yeah. every article that you've <laughs> yes. ever read. Like, I mean, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done. And then I'm like, on to the next thing. But like, I just cannot let it, I'm like, I need to be more like Elsa and just like, let it go. But like, I just <laughs> cannot, right? And so I've like read everything. And then I kept getting stuck on this lane of like employment, employment, mm-hmm. employment, employment, because people need three things. They need a safe place, safe people, and a purpose. And we often give them a safe place and we give them kind of safe people, but we never give them a purpose, right? We teach them not to be a prostitute. We teach them not to be a drug addict. We, but we never look at them and say, okay, now here's a job you have to get up every day and go to. 
It's a purpose, right? I'm mm-hmm. telling you now, I would keep my little tail underneath my heated blanket and not go to work if I did not have a job. <laughs> yes. That's the truth. <laughs> and I'm a semi-functioning individual. Yes. And so we don't give them back purpose. We don't teach them to dream. We don't instill in them this, this desire to become more than they are. And so I looked at that and I thought, okay, perfect. We'll start a company. Which is the funniest thing ever looking back because I'm like, that was absolutely the most absurd thing. That was really bonkers. Yeah, it was really bonkers. And so, again, I consulted Google. Cheapest company to start. Candle company. So before we get into candles, uh, it's really obvious to hear the passion and the excitement in your voice about this kind of stuff and how much you care. There's a there's a thousand things you could say to give the reason or, or maybe the biggest reason. Sure. But what is yours? Where is Mulu. kind of this coming from? Mulu. Mulu. Okay. So we all we still go back to right after so, nursing school coming out of so Ohio State or where we go? To nursing no, no, Fortis. Just a small like, okay. technical nursing school. And then how long was it before we graduated from our technical nursing program before we met Mulu? Five years. Okay. Ish. So we start in Columbus going through all this foster care stuff. Did we ever see or experience anything in human trafficking when we were growing up? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I my, my past is kind of uh, similar. I mean, I would not say that I was trafficked, um, but definitely like a lot of abuse and, and those sort of things. Okay. Um, which, which I guess is kind of where the empathy draws from, right? Mm-hmm. But my why, the reason why I run this company every day is Mulu. It's Mulu. And, okay. and because, right, I believe, I believe that if we can teach little girls a dream, that they'll be the force that changes this world. Yeah. But I believe more than that, that if we can teach broken women to dream like little girls again, it'll be the force that the world has yet to see. Oh, yeah. I'm proof of that right Mm -hmm. and still learning how to be that broken woman that dreams right because if i speak my dream then she can speak hers so when when we were we already down in florida or was it kind of like hey i graduated high school i want to get as far away from columbus as possible i was not i never went to florida oh the sorry the university where we go Fortis. Sorry. Fortis. Oh, okay. <laughs> right here in Westerville. Oh, okay. Like, I was never in Florida. I was like, it sounds like how did she get all the way there? We didn't talk about that again. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Fortis. Okay, okay. So you did hang Westerville. around here, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I've never left. Okay, so we got that degree. We started doing just regular nursing stuff, and then started doing. Uh no, so I pretty much like got out of um out of nursing school, worked in kind of like regular nursing, and then was in hospice for the majority of my career. Okay. Uh, and then at some point in there, we want to do a little more. Mi- yep. And so I wanted to do mission trips, you know, but little, what little white girl with Tom's doesn't want to go to Africa. Yeah. Um, right? get, get your Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Get your um, IG. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, that is a whole nother, that yeah. is a whole nother podcast. This is free. Jesus, take the wheel. You do not want to be this around that. I'll be here all day. I can't handle it. Um, with the shampooed hair. Oh, it wears me out. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, selfies with little Africans. Yeah. yeah. It's um, great. It just, it just does something to me. Um, anyways, so I wanted to I wanted to serve internationally, right? And so I, I kind of had gotten to a point in my life where, like, even for my circumstances, there should have been no way that I was where I was. And I knew that I wanted to give back. And I wanted to give back to the world, right? But I had no idea what that looked like. And so my first trip was to Haiti. Okay. Um, and I got on a plane literally having no idea where Haiti was. To my surprise, like, four hours later. Four hours later, I was in Haiti because it's like from here to Miami, Miami to Haiti. I was like, "Oh my God, it's so close!" It's gonna be like thirty-six hours later. I was there. No, you're like, I didn't um, check the itinerary. I didn't check anything. Just yeah. figured I'd story take of my life. On a story plane. of my life, right? Um, yeah, and so I really kind of fell in love with other cultures and helping people, and then that landed me in Kenya, which landed me in Ethiopia. I did some okay. stuff in Honduras. 
So um, in all those places, what was the difference about Mulu that caught her to you and you to her? Sure, I or mean... you didn't meet anyone else along the journey? Yeah, I mean, I met a lot of other people. Um, she, I will never forget the day that she slipped her little hand inside of mine, and I looked down at her and had this sense, this insane sense of belonging, and okay. that she belonged to me and that I belonged to her. I still can't quite explain it other than she belongs to me and I belong to her. And was that the um, first moment you met her or is yep. that, okay. Yep. So it's one of those instant connections yep. of just, this just feels right. Yep. Okay. And so that was kind of what, kind of what took off. And so then we meet her, they want more of your help, but you decide maybe Columbus needs you more than... Uh, no, I decided that they both probably needed help. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that one could help the other, okay. right? And so we just set up a very sustainable company in that we're a non-profit that owns a for-profit. So okay. the non-profit owns a for-profit, meaning that everything that the for-profit does goes right up to the non-profit. The non-profit is able to do what the non-profit needs to do. So we're not donor-dependent, though we love $1,000 checks, $10,000 checks. We don't <laughs> cry over any of those. Um, sometimes it. happy tears, but never sad tears. Um, but the whole goal is to be to always be sustainable, to okay. teach Ethiopia to be sustainable, to have our company be sustainable, to have our women be sustainable, so that, so that we're not dependent upon anybody. So before we did the first initial Google, which was, what is the biggest issue I can help with? Which ends up being a thing that's absolutely affected to your life and how you grew up in foster sure. parents and everything. Yep. Uh, before we hit that second Google of what's the easiest business to start or something like yeah. that, uh, how does Mulu then keep you going aside that human trafficking, okay, I've read all the articles, I've spent all the time, I know everything yeah. now. Where does Mulu come I watched two little girls be trafficked in broad daylight over in Ethiopia. Okay. And so I recognized that if I left Mulu, if Mulu was left there, that the likelihood of her being trafficked was pretty great. But if I brought her home, the likelihood of her being trafficked was also pretty great. Okay. And that's not a world I want to live in. Yeah. I just don't want to live in a world where little girls are where little girls are raped. It just yeah. doesn't seem fair. Absolutely. So I guess I want to know in. Um, not super PC terms, but relative terms. Seeing that in broad daylight over in um, Ethiopia, what was that? Cause I'm still struggling. What are because there's a lot of different faces that we've talked about. And it sure. Seems like just yeah. So the shoes, they were about five and seven. Okay. Um, they were blindfolded, and a man had a stick behind them, like like cattle. Um, and he was, and I remember thinking, like, what is he doing? Like, I'm so confused. Mm. And I asked my translator, and he said, Oh, they're being sold. And I said, I'm sorry, what? And he said, oh, they're being sold. They're they're blindfolded so that they can't see where they're going. So they have no concept as to where they back are. And back. Okay. And so I guess it's it's baffling, and I would imagine it is for most people listening, too, that that still happens. In what the, happens in Columbus, Ohio? Yeah, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Could she just say it louder? I feel like we need to yell. <laughs> it's absolutely, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah this is it's happening absurd. right now. It's absurd that there are more people enslaved right now. Right now, in our in our city, in Columbus, in Columbus, in Columbus, yeah. right while we're doing this podcast at twelve fifty three p.m. in the afternoon in Columbus, Ohio, a little girl right now is being raped by a man against her will and being sold for money. Right now, in Columbus, Ohio, right today, here. right now. If we wait just a few more minutes, it will happen to another little girl. How often does it happen? And then a few more minutes, and then. Do you know the time? I don't know the time. Okay. So. I believe in success more than I believe in statistics, so I yeah. really try not to focus on statistics. That's but right. I will tell you that by the time that we wrap up this podcast, there'll probably be four or five little girls that are being raped and sold for money. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Shit, man. So we have an instant I'm always like the most uplifting. No, it's good. No, no, no. It's perfect. People That's are perfect. People are like... like this, the, the point of this is to show that people care, and sometimes you need to have a real good reason to care. Yeah. 
And sometimes when someone says something real, you gotta just let the silence take over yeah. and feel it for a second. For sure. For sure. Which, to your point, like of not like avoiding statistics but of focusing on them i mean i read statistics all day long about this exact issue like the human trafficking issue is the issue that's closest to my heart and i see numbers all day long but i don't remember any numbers but i remember moments like this when someone's like no right now and by the time we're done four or five like that's a number that'll stick with you or like on my lunch break five girls may be raped and like what am i you know what do we and do? bought and sold. That's what blows my mind, right? Yeah. So not that, I mean, rape is, is bad enough. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But the fact that somebody is, buy, their bodies are commodities. Yes. See, the reason that our world is so uh, turned upside down is because we use people and we love things. It wasn't created or intended to be that way. It wasn't created and intended that we love people and we use, use things. things. But we've commodi- like we've made bodies commodities, right? Mm-hmm. We've made it to where people feel like they can own or use or people feel like they need to be cut, lay down and, and just take this because this is the role that they play or this is whatever. And that's not at all how it was intended to be. Yeah. So we've got really broken people buying really broken people and then there's just this conundrum of a mess and then the rest of us just kind of in our little suburbia bubbles or the downtown where we are right now you know <laughs> just scrolling through our facebook feed just trying to avoid what's actually happening around us because we have no idea what to do with it mm-hmm. um and so i'm i'm still i want to know more uh so much i don't think i'm like and i think this is the, the normal which is why i keep asking sure. i still i imagine someone on livingston you know is the one getting sex trafficked i imagine it's the someone on you know the bad part of marion village i i don't imagine we could just go to pickerington high school yeah i don't i don't imagine that so i I know you don't like statistics but is there any information on? so we're the fourth largest united states of america for human trafficking okay um and they just released their new statistics and i don't recall like what the actual number is um but they are releasing a new survey out um working with the Players Project and it's not out yet so these aren't like dead set statistics but I was at a conference and um, they what they did was they interviewed men from the ages of 18 to 41 or 42 I think it was and asked them if they'd ever purchased sex from a female that's not oral sex that's not porn that's not any of these other things actual sex from women and two thirds of those men American men stated that they had purchased sex from a female two thirds of two thirds of men so it like if we just do that math it's literally impossible. I mean, yeah, it's insane. So uh, what is the difference between, um, and I think this is something we're fighting with as a culture, just in Western sure. society, totally. Um, where's the line between, I mean, there's, it's obvious there is one and it's giant, but, you know, uh, two 20-year-olds where someone buys someone a dinner and then that's expected afterwards and... I guess the ex- other extreme, which is a 40 year old getting someone addicted to opiates and literally having them locked in the basement, right? So let me ask you this why is dinner and buying dinner then expected to have sex? That's what I mean, though. So that's, that's where the, the shitty culture is. Yeah. That's the problem, right? But is that then sex trafficking? Because that seems like two thirds, I would imagine that's 90% of people that had that expectation going no. in. Because, oh, I bought you dinner, I deserve something. No, like buying and stuff, like he purchased sex, like mm-hmm. he paid somebody for sex for her. So where, yeah, so. that That's the line. Okay, so didn't pay her, but paid someone else for it. Right. Or is paying or her, paid her counting her. too? That counts too? Correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
I mean, not cool, but <laughs> I, I understand now. <laughs> yeah. So like, if, like if we, you and I go to dinner, and then you you buy me dinner and get me boozy, and we go and have sex, and I say no, that's that's rape. That's yeah. non consensual rape, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So if if I go, if you and I, if you if you go on backpage.com and you order me like you would order a pizza, and hey, what then is we backpage.com? backpage.com is this awful Craigslist type website mm-hmm. where you can literally go in and order somebody like by specs. Okay. I wanted to be five foot seven. I wanted to have blue hair, blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm describing myself. I'm about a buck twenty. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm just kidding. Jesus. Um, and so I think that that's where. And so then and then I get delivered to the Hyatt Hotel, and then you show up, and then you pay this service. I never see the money. That's that's human trafficking. How much of it? I guess oh, hello, is. Hello, Katie. Ooh. So much fun Oh. Katie's being an unprofessional <laughs> in the middle of real serious <laughs> issues. Somebody said Siri. <laughs> Seriously. Siri, Siri. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Siri was like, so Siri. hi. <laughs> hey, Siri, Siri. <laughs> How much of this is children versus adults? Uh, and I guess the follow-up question to that is instantly going to be, does it matter? I'll start with the first one last, or the last one first. Um, it doesn't matter. And uh, the average age for Columbus, Ohio is 13. Okay. Oh. Yeah. 13. I remember, um, so I used to teach in Chicago, and they gave us some some statistics. Um, but it's just, you know, the average woman in America loses her virginity, um, regardless of consent or not, but just loses their virginity at 13. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, again, ridiculous. At least in my mind. Yeah, because the, the whole, the whole, the difference between like, so like uh, if somebody's to be beaten, like just brutally beaten and then somebody's to be raped, the difference between that is that the, like with sex, there's like this exchange of soul, right? So whether or not you're doing it with somebody that you love and you care for, there's exchange, exchange of soul, right? It's deeper than just, just, just being hit. Just being, mm-hmm. right. And not so, that not, that's not bad. No, yes, I absolutely yes, am totally against abuse yeah, of, of all kinds. Absolutely. Um, but when you take that, you're taking a part of somebody that that they didn't give you and that they can't get back, and so that's whether that's consensual or non-consensual. It's the it's the same sort of like it, it's it's a soul thing, and so I think that people that, that that's why it's so hard to recover from this. Yeah. Is that is that they're so deep and there's so much that goes into that that mm-hmm. that's why it's hard to recover from. Absolutely. Yeah, there's like a a level of intimacy that you don't get from like. Like, my brother beat me up a few times as a kid, and it, like, hurt, but it never hurt as much as, like, the boyfriend who raped me. Sure. Like, that, like, he never hit me, he never harmed me physically in that way, but he, like... He took a part of you. He took something from me that, like, I could get beat up today and, like, recover, and I'm sure that I could, but, like, there was, there's something completely different from that kind of... Mm -hmm. Like, that exchange that occurs is, like, far more than just physical. Like, the intimacy level of what's occurring. It's mental, it's spiritual, it's, yeah. And so, that's the reason that it's so hard to recover from. Uh, And I think a lot with men, I think beatings are maybe, hopefully, not hopefully, just not at all, uh, but are probably more likely. We beat each other up on the playground, and my brother, you know, would beat the crap out of me all the time. Yeah. But still, yeah, none of that is... I mean, I have scars and stuff from him, but I don't have a physical proof of the boyfriend who harmed me yeah like it's right, you know what I mean? but it's, it's like but it's the cutting. thing that like absolutely is has been the most difficult to let go of and to you know free myself from sure so columbus stayed here for college not didn't go to florida did not go. Um, 
No Florida. We went to Florida once just to get to Haiti. <laughs> yes, that's true. I've been oh, to Florida mean, a few times, but yes, I did not I did not live there. Just the airport. We started traveling around the world, helping yep. people all over, mainly through nursing. Uh-huh. Ended up meeting a couple cool communities, one of which has this wonderful uh, little girl called Mumu. Uh-huh. And how old is she now? She's eight or nine. Okay. Mm. They don't really keep track of birthdays there. So we tried to get her back. We couldn't. Correct. Um, we they wanted more help. All the the people there wanted you to come back more. You said sure. I gotta I gotta do this at home instead. Early that uh, was where you wanted to put your time and energy. No, no, it wasn't really. It was really that like okay, sure I'll help you, but I probably should help at home too. Okay. There wasn't like one or the other. Okay, okay. It's always been both for me. Okay, perfect. Because yeah, you did say you're yep. still going over two times a year at least. Yep. Okay. Um, is there still a goal of getting Lulu to come here or is that just kind of, uh, this nope. is what it is? Um, so a lot of things kind of transpired through the, through the years with Milu. Um, and unfortunately, I, there's not a lot to know about her at this point. Um, so who knows what will, what will actually happen with that. Okay. So, so now we hit our second Google is we have this big issue that was baffling, but directly personal to some of the things you've gone through and things that are just horrible in the world. Um, what brought us to candles? <laughs> At Google. She was company to start. Okay. Right? So she was like company to start is candles. Yep. Yep. Okay. I don't know. Really yeah. I mean, the long haul, I'm kind of like, was that the cheapest company to start? <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheapest, cheapest company to start as far as like supplies that you need. Okay. Um, yes. But yeah, there's like a lot of learning curves and, and those different things. But yeah. So tell us about some of the learning curves with the business. Oh, how did you get started? Well, I don't know how to do Excel self spreadsheets still to this day. Um, <laughs> so I have to Google that often. And people will send them to me. I'm like, please lock them. Like, I should not be trusted with these. Um, I now have an MBA from like Runyon University. That's what I call it. Um, yeah. Which which came through a lot of books and a lot of Google searches and a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of meetings with people. Um, yeah, and so running a business is not easy. I mean, we just finished, uh, we just turned two like a few weeks ago. Um, and looking back, the second year is harder than the first. Um, and the first year seemed next to impossible. And so um, it, it's hard. And the first year you run on just like straight sheer passion. Your second year is like a lot of grit and hustle. Um, and so you have to keep being anchored to that why. Like, why are you doing this? Um, and so, yes, it's for Mulu because I want to make Mulu's world better no matter where she's at in the world. Okay. Um, but it's also for all those Mulus all over the world yeah. um, that, that so desperately need somebody to advocate for them. So how did we, what are the actual uh, details of starting a candle company? Like, do you actually buy the wax? Do you buy Yeah, you have to buy the wax, and then you have to buy the fragrance, and then you buy the jars, and you figure out what size wicks you use, and then you change what size wicks you use, and then you change your jars, then you have to figure out, like, what you're going to name it, and then you change your name because you're in copyright infringement, (laughs) then you learn a little bit more about wax and temperatures, and then you upgrade, and then you move three times in the course of two years because you just keep growing and expanding, and then you like four cents and now you have 21 cents and you have seasonals and so i mean it's just this like wax melts yeah you have wax melts and then you have an ambassador program because that's how i believe that we'll spread the word is so we don't we don't sell in a, a lot of brick and mortar stores we just opened up a retail experiential space um for like a second phase of employment for our women but a lot of our products are sold by ambassadors who go out and like tell the story of 11th and legacy and 
teach on what a human trafficking is because I believe that if we can bring light into darkness one living room at a time, that that's how we'll end human trafficking. If we can teach mothers what it looks like to not have their little girls and boys bought and sold and what it looks like when their husbands are buying them, then I reckon to say we're going to be able to put a dent into this, right? If we talk about human trafficking as if it's actually happening because it happens in the darkness. So if we can bring it to light, then it has to end, right? Where darkness, where, where light enters, darkness has to flee. It doesn't have an option. If we turn out every light in this room and I light a candle on the table, that where darkness, where light enters, darkness has to flee. And that's the same thing, the same concept for anti-human trafficking, where light enters, the darkness has to flee. It's no longer in secret. So if we just talk about this like it's really happening, mm-hmm. then it has to disappear. And it's such a beautiful metaphor, too. So in the, the thousand things you said as far as wax and wicks and things, <laughs> was it just you getting started? Who was helping yeah, you with so anyone? Yeah, that's, so that's been probably one of the more, more interesting things about starting a business is that you feel like you get these people and you're like, they're going to be with me forever. And then you realize that it's like just a season, either mm. a season of growth for them or a season of growth for you or a season of growth for the company. Because when you're ever growing, some people just can't make it to that next growth point. Right. And that was really hard for me for the first couple of people. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm talking about the women you employ. I'm talking about like our home office staff. Okay. And then you have those that are just like, they're just, they're going to be there no matter what, no matter how much change. And so I've just kind of learned to really just let that be what it is. If they, if they come to me and they're there forever, great. If they come to me and they're only there for a season and we've, we as a company have made them better and they have made us as a company better, then it's totally worth it. And so it kind of has ebbed and flowed as to who's involved and who's not involved and, so did you have like, mentors or was this? Yeah, just no, I still have, no, I still have tons of mentors um, okay. that I meet with like business mentors and, and, you know, different counselors and therapists and things like that, that really like pour into my life, um, which I believe is what has caused our company to be as successful as it is. Um, I don't really take myself super serious, which I think helps a lot. Um, and I, and I don't really have like a lot of pride. Um, I mean, in some areas I do. Um, but as far as like, oh shit, I don't know how to do this. Like, I'm not afraid to pick up the phone and be like, so Cindy, there was this one time that I don't know how to do this. Or, hey Amelia, I need some help fundraising for this. Or, hey Kathy, I have no idea what this number means. Or, and so like when you look at, when you look at those different things, um, and, and you just surround yourself with good people or, you know, and, and make, making for sure and something I've learned in the last, last you know, season or a season of my life is making for sure that I'm good too, right? Because your organization is only as good as your leader. Um, and I really struggled this year and I had to like step back and like, you know, get into good therapy and, and those different things. And so when you're, when you surround yourself with those sort of people, then you have a greater likelihood of you and your company being successful. There's a couple of people I met in the last year or so that just have been the most supportive people I've ever known. Sure. And it's like, I don't think I'd even be here anymore if it wasn't for them, let alone sure. running free nonprofits right. and all that kind of stuff. That yeah. I do. <laughs> um, so people definitely are helpful. I, this may be um, a weird question. I don't know. And we can, we'll just edit it out if it is. Uh, <laughs> it, it is fascinating to me that it seems like technology and the internet and social media has done horrible things as far as promoting human trafficking but at the exact same time it's literally how you learned about all of this and got this whole thing started Sorry. through google and and technology and the internet um do you have thoughts on any of that i do um it's kind of like the using people loving loving things type of yeah. thing it's the same sort of thing and that anything good or bad used out of the context right out of the context or in exertion or in abundance of is bad right mm-hmm. so any good thing you can make bad 
you can literally fuck up anything, right? <laughs> you can also take a really good thing and make it even better, right? And so the internet is good. Facebook is, in general, good, right? If we shared more about human trafficking and cat videos than we did of politics and hate, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, right? So it's good and it's bad. But that's life, right? If it was all, like, rainbows and butterflies, then life would be really stupid boring and wouldn't actually be fun, right? But if it was all, like, you know, bloody Death and, and disgusting, and, yeah. then it would be really just awful. And so you have to have both. And when you meet people that have experienced both... Right. Then then you get an idea of like what what life actually is instead of this like, oh, life is right. I have friends that I like unfollow. That's like a new thing of mine. It is the most freeing thing. If you do, if you've not, if you do anything for yourself. And when is this airing? 2017, 18. 18. Okay. You, you know what? I tell you what. <laughs> anything in 2018, do yourself a favor and unfollow a bunch of freaking people. Because if one more person posted this like Pinterest perfect life when I know that that is not their life, it's absurd. So just remove that from your life, right? Radically, just just go through and just radically like clear all the toxins out of your life. You'll be a better person for it. But same thing with the internet, right? There's a reason that I don't follow Fox News, right? And it's because I don't want my life life to be infiltrated with we're all dying, life is horrible. Not that that's all what Fox News is, right? But that's a good portion of it. There's a reason why I don't have a hundred different news things in my in my feed. And it's because it's feeding us all these lies. And so our job is to go in and be sensitive people and to weed out what's a lie and what's truth, what's a lie and what's truth. And then you only allow those good things into your life, right? Because if I sit and just watch the news all the time, time I wouldn't want to get out of bed ever right Mm -hmm. but here's the truth if I watch the right kind of news then I'm super inspired and I want to change the world and there are people doing good things like Travis doing good things and Katie's doing good things and Amber's doing good things and the world's actually not as bad as it seems right but on the flip side there's a lot of crappy things so yeah the internet is great but it's also horrible right it's how we save women out of human trafficking and sell our candles and it's how little girls are trafficked that you can't change that there's a for people listening that feel too much the negativity definitely yeah unfollowing people Just, is yeah dying. it's so nice. and here's the deal you don't have to unfriend them because then they get super salty and you're gonna get this super awkward conversation well, you still message them later yeah right yeah just unfollow Keep the it's, connection it's a really beautiful thing but you Just don't unfollow. need them. And I've had right. people that I've unfollowed and then reconnected with in real sure. life and then refollowed again. And then if, you, if <laughs> yeah. you need a little pick-me-up and you want to watch your dumpster fire, then just type it in the search bar, right? You know. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. If I'm, like, having a bad day, I'm like, oh, I know this dumpster fire. Click, 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 click. Right, I'm just kidding. Kind of. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, those are the sort of things that you can do for your own life. And I've even, like, on the point where I'll, I'll mark ads that really just make no sense to be shown to me as spam. Yeah. And Facebook, actually, their algorithm will not show it again. And so most of my ads right now are for union and like the companies I actually support and like. (laughs) And it's like, okay, no, I'll I'll actually see a union ad. That's fine with me. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's the thing. You just have to write what goes, what goes in you is inevitably what will come out of you. So, um. I somehow counseled and shit. I'm kind of. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You're on a roll today. Look at look at me. I just had counseling yesterday, so you're like, I got this. <laughs> For people, nothing that, a good book, a blanket, and a therapist can't fix, right? <laughs> For people that want to help, um, what can someone do? Maybe that doesn't have money. They can't write the thousand dollar check. Sure. Where can they help? Where do they go online? Who do they sure. talk? What's maybe your email or what email should they reach out to? Um, what can people do if they really want to give you time and energy and help this cause? 
Um, yeah, so we make it very simple. We say you can buy a candle, which our cheapest candles from our, our cheapest thing is five bucks. We try to be very like reasonable. Um, so you can buy a candle. You can host a trunk show, which is where you gather your friends together. Somebody comes in, tells a story. Um, you can become informed. So just it's a, uh, you, you do talk a little I fast. fast. So yeah, I'm sorry. trying to sorry. No, I'm trying to dumb myself. No, so yeah, yeah so you so can, a trunk show is you get a bunch of friends together in your living room, and then one representative from your company, which is called Eleventh Candle Company. Eleventh Candle Company. One person will come in, yep. tell everyone the story, kind of what we're hearing now. And then you have the opportunity to buy candles. And no you can pressure, smell them but all, yep, and you yep. can actually shop them, and it's almost like a little. The little, Tupperware party, trunk, but for actual show. decent yep. costs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then okay. the third way to, is to be informed. So just learning about human trafficking, whether that's through our organization or Google. Um, and then the fourth way is to donate. So any of those things, right? And so if you're not passionate about candles or you're not passionate about employment, but you go and you get informed and then you get plugged in in your lane, it's a win for us. Do you volunteers actually help you go make the candles and that kind of stuff too? We do. We try to be very limited with that okay. um, just because we try to, one, make for sure that we're employing as many people as possible and two, that um, the people that we invite into our safe or, or into our space are safe. Are I want to I want to know specifically, I mean, I kind of know, but I want everyone else to hear um, what the setup kind of looked like on the front end when you started the business yeah. and then a little bit of like, okay, so what does it look like now? You split into two entities that are connected and separate together. Right. We've and always been quick, two entities. If you don't mind, yeah. a quick question. Yes. So you said you want to employ as many people as possible. Yes. Do you mean that in uh, comparison to volunteers where you actually Correct. want people to be getting paid Correct. money? Okay. So yes. you don't have many volunteers helping with the candles because... It, it, it comes in seasons. Right? Yeah. Like This is just Christmas season, so we had tons of volunteers. Okay. And we couldn't have stayed afloat without them. No, I right? know that. But like... Uh, when it's slow, January, February, March, we don't have a lot of volunteers because we want to be able to employ people. There are so many companies in mm-hmm. throughout the country that want more and more volunteers and free labor, free labor, free labor. And then there are some times when you kind of you think of the words labor and you're kind of just like, a, <laughs> you're, like you're kind of duping people that want to do good to do free stuff. So I love the fact that you try to employ as many people as you right. can. But on that vein. Yeah, perfect. What does the front end look like and the back end and different yeah. between then and now and all that fun stuff too? <laughs> um, so we started in a basement um, with uh, like little little pots that we did on a stove and that sort of thing. Now we're in about 3,500 square feet. Um, we've always been two entities. We've always been a, for pro- a non-profit that owns a for-profit. Um, but we have moved one, two, three times. Um, and so... Um, Kind of just started very basic. I would make candles, and I was shocked that people bought them. Like, literally, like, shocked that people bought them. <laughs> um, and then, and now people, like, and so, like, now I'm like, it was, oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. Oh, my gosh, I don't know this person. They bought a candle yeah, from me. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, I have no idea who these people are. Really we sell in, like, all 50 states. And, like, yeah. it's, it's been incredible to, like, watch other people really come alongside women that aren't even in their state. So, yeah, it's been really cool to watch that. So what does the shop look like now? Like how many women are there and what, and how do you, I also am interested in, so the women who are making the candles mm-hmm. are women who've come out of human trafficking. Human trafficking, exploitation, how do you, or addiction. How do you find them? We have a wait list now. Um, they oh. find us. Wow. Um, and, and How did it start? That you were like, I literally these. was like, anybody know anybody that's been trafficked before? <laughs> Got <laughs> on Google. <laughs> anybody know? I wish I could tell you that. And then now, and now we just, we have a wait list. Um, we also oh. work with the prison, um, and so we have no shortage of that for sure. Shortage of jobs, but no shortage of that. On average, we employ between three and four women. Um, kind of that sometimes ebbs and flows with um, either health issues or um, you know relapses and those sort of things. So it, that kind of that's a very variable, very 
very oh my gosh never mind that uh that changes a lot we can edit that it's out. very varied very varied um and so the, and so that's kind of what it looks like but and then at the end of the day a lot of things have changed for sure Look, looking back i was really reflective in the last month or so with our anniversary coming up and it has so changed but in so many ways it hasn't right it all started with the love of a little girl 8,902 mm-hmm. miles away it's still all about a little girl that's 8,902 miles away but the love between me and that little girl has just radically changed the world. Uh, there's a couple other companies here in Columbus, too, that are doing some similar stuff as far as doing a, a for-profit business that then is for human trafficking, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, there's, like, the Roosevelt Coffee Shop. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a uh, Hot Chicken Takeover, I think. Are you partnering with them at all, or is this kind of happens to be people on the same mission here? Yeah, so, I mean, I know a lot of those people, right? And, like, we are all kind of, like, one big community. Cool. I don't specifically partner with either of the or, um Roosevelt, Kenny and I love, like, love, love, love him. If you guys haven't okay. had him on, you should have him on. Okay. Um, he, um, and we partner as far as, like, hey, like, we're going to this event, we're going to that event, those cool. sort of things. Um, but as, but um, there's a lot of organizations in Columbus that are doing the same thing. Um, we try to stay very much in the lane of employment. And then, obviously, like, we partner. She has a name, the mm-hmm. actual organization, not the cleaning company, but she has a name. And what is um, that? And so they're like a, they're like a education, uh, like they really focus on like education and advocation for, for mm-hmm. human trafficking. So yeah. educating normal people that haven't, they don't know about the issue. Right. But they also the work with women as well. Okay. So there's they do free classes yeah. and stuff. And like they, that yeah. And they're so amazing. there's different organizations out of darkness, which is, which is, they, they run a safe house, um, and a drop-in center. And so we, we really partner with them. Cool. They're kind of boots on the ground, like first phase. And so we partner with them and just, how can we help you? How can we serve you? And, you know, we trade information. And, and that sort of stuff and so that's you know we, we look for other people and companies to partner with as well so uh, is the, there's obviously the legal difference between the nonprofit and then owns the for-profit is there any actual structural physical difference are the offices in the same space same space okay oh, yeah. so it's we try not thing. to be too fancy cool cool absolutely yeah Right yeah, I mean, I work for both of them, right? Like I, so it's kind of, it's one and the same, but it's not because there's so many benefits that we have from that structure. Yeah. There's also a lot of, a lot of like, eh, that really stinks that we can't do it this way or we can't do it that way. They, they come with that structure as well. Okay. Do you have any advice for people that might want to get started on something that they feel passionately about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it really, it's just one small step after the other, after the other. Okay. Don't write like a 95 page business plan. Those are stupid and nobody actually ever looks at them or uses them. Um, and it's really just one small step after the other. If somebody is already doing something in your community that you, that you really feel like you can get behind, try partnering with them. If not, and you feel super convicted, then do it on your own. But know that it's going to take three times as long and twice as much money. I don't care. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. I don't care what three times as long, twice as much money. Just oh, it's going to cost me six thousand. No, it's really going to cost you twelve thousand. So that's my advice. Even candles in your kitchen. Even candles, <laughs> in, candles your in your kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so shoot us your social media information. Uh, shoot us your emails. Where should people contact you if they want to get involved? They want to help out? They want to buy candles? Where do they go? What's the eleventhcandleco.com? Eleventh candleco. No, spelled out. Okay. Because we fancy. Cool. Eleventhcandleco.com, um, <laughs> and uh, the website's kind of divided into two things. The left side is like where you can do all your shopping. You don't really care about the mission. You, you care about it, but you don't really care about it. Uh, or to, at that exact point. Yes. Uh, the left side <laughs> is where you can do all your shopping. The right side is like the story and who's involved and how we got here and the mission videos and so we kind of separated it out so that like oh I really want to dig into like who is this company and who are these people and what are their stories and what do we value and those sort of things right side of the website left side of the website is you just want to buy some really fancy candles 
And then $5 is one of the cheapest cannabinoids. $5 is the cheapest, 18 is the most expensive. And what, what percent of that is actually just pure profit for the company that goes to the nonprofit? And what is just having to actually make the candle and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so that's hard because it depends upon where we're at in the class, okay. how far they're in, how many mistakes we're still making. And so there's like, so when people are like, well, how, I want to know how much of this goes here and how much, of, it's 100% because the nonprofit owns the for-profit. So everything the for-profit does goes right back up to the nonprofit, but the for-profit is what makes the nonprofit work. So if we didn't have a job, then we wouldn't be able to do our mission. So it's 100%. Uh. You mean like cost of goods sold to like all of that stuff? Yeah, so I literally, yeah. should I write you a check for five bucks or should I buy a candle? So I feel oh, like I should Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So yeah. it's set up, right? So like if you don't buy a candle, then we can't employ women, right? Mm-hmm. But if you write me a check for five bucks, then I can pay for her counseling. Do you see what I'm yeah. saying? Okay. So, so the money that is donated to the nonprofit, you can't use that money to no, pay? No, we sure can. You can't? Okay. Yeah, we sure can. Okay. But what we try to do is make our non our, our for-profit completely sustainable. Okay. Right? So sometimes do we have to dip down? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But what we try to do is make it go the other way around. Okay. That right? makes sense. So yeah, if you write me a check, then great. I can provide one more counseling session or one more yoga class or, or one more this or one more that. Whereas if, the, if you don't buy a candle, then I can't employ her. Cool. That's amazing. Right. So, we so need both. what all do you provide? Yoga, counseling, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So we, yeah. So we really are trying to be a therapeutic community, which, which for people that have been for people that are, yeah addiction during work. Right. So it's it's providing a safe place, safe people, and and a purpose all within the same thing mm-hmm. with a lot of therapeutic with a lot of therapeutic. Uh, components and communities okay so what kind of cool stuff do we provide that yeah counseling for? and yoga and um we do a lot of group stuff and we do a lot of like acupuncture and healthy eating and earn why you learn which is a program where we pay them to sit down and learn how to do a budget and how to do job skill interviewing and how to like set up the shop and how to be more efficient and so those are the sort of things that we do there okay so yeah thanks for having me on guys yeah. <laughs> you want to work there great i, like, I want to work there <laughs> I mean, it, it does smell great, right? It I always smells. go to interviews and people are like, you smell so good. I'm like, that's, that's Sunday brunch today. That's, <laughs> that's harvest. Thank you. Um, on top of all of that, I will say 11th candles are the only candle I buy anymore. I don't buy anyone else. I, where I work, we sell candles and I'm still like, sorry, it's not this candle. Like it's not doing. We appreciate the brand loyalty candle. <laughs> it is doing good. You know, like Aveda's candles are great and they They're... do some good, but I'm just like, no, this is like supporting right here, yeah. right now. And on top of all of that, like they smell so stinking good. Like I've never, I've never, I walk into any other store. I'm and- blushing, Katie. Honestly, people will buy me candles for Christmas, and I return them to Bath and Body Works, and then I just go buy one of yours instead. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't I like the way it. it smells. I love it. I don't like what it's giving. Any- like, there's no reason for me to buy anything else, which has really been great. Not that I buy a ton, but when I do, I'm like, hey, we love I don't it. have any other Every candle matters, it. literally. They smell so good, you guys. Like, and the scents are fantastic and different. Like, you're not selling, like, everybody's everyday, like... We don't sell vanilla candle. Everybody's no. like, when are you going to release a vanilla candle? Never. Like, I will never <laughs> put out a vanilla never candle. Never put out a vanilla candle. <laughs> you can go buy an unscented candle. Exactly. <laughs> and put vanilla in it. Exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's last... Great. It's great. So that's my plug that, like, seriously, though, if you want to buy a candle, <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. I didn't even like candles. I like ours. <laughs> Last it's but not okay. least, uh, 11thcandleco.com or yep. .org. Yep. Does it matter? Dot which one? Com. Dot com. Dot com. Yep. Um, 11 spelled out. Is there any 
big fundraising event? Any cool big thing coming up in 2018? Uh, we always do an annual fundraiser um, in December. We did not do one this year, but so we'll probably do one like mid-year. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can follow us. It's 11th Candle Co. for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those all those different things where you can find us. Okay. Um, and we usually post all the all the fun things that we're doing. So. And then quick four or five years from now, where would you love to see everything? What is your goal? What is the your, company or your, me? Like, both. Both. The company I'd love to see is planted in different states. Okay. Um, me, I want to be on a farm with a mini pig and some kids. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. And I'm still doing this. It. Still doing this, but not actually running the company. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could be hands-off. Here's the CEO. Heart. I'll talk and vision and, and do all those things, uh, but I don't want to actually pay the bills and do all the running of the everyday company. You're like, I want to be heart in and hands-out. Yep. Like. yep. There you go. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Amber, for thank being you. on the show. Thank you for doing uh, yet another perfect example of how people in Columbus and Columbus carry the community. Uh, we really appreciate your being on. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Boom. If you run a nonprofit in Columbus and are interested in being on the podcast, have any feedback, or just want to connect with Katie and I, you can find us on Facebook at Columbus Cares or shoot us an email at Columbus Cares Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for caring.